This is episode 31 of Essential Oils by Design. Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Ros Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Ros. So today's episode is going to be about, in very general terms, hot messes. And I know, Nani, that that is something that both of us can relate to. And I know that you can relate to it today (laughs) because of what you've had to go through to actually get here to be able to, to actually record the podcast. So true. I think hot mess for me is trying to balance doing work or business stuff, or I guess even stuff that I enjoy, but also being a mother and taking care of my kids. Uh, One of my kids is sick with the puking flu. And so that's basically a full-time job when that's there. But luckily I have a supportive spouse that is working it out with me and I was able to get on this podcast recording today. So yes. I, I feel like a hot mess, but I'm here, and, <laughs> and we're going to talk about what we think this might even mean, hot mess. Yeah, so a couple of, probably a month or so ago, we decided that we were going to talk about the hot mess, because it, it is something that we hear talked about quite often these days, isn't it? Certainly in the circles that I run in, and you too, Nani. And so when I was doing some research for this particular podcast, I jumped on to Dr. Google, of course, and I, I put in hot mess. And I was quite surprised, I suppose, because I have my own thoughts on what hot mess means. But I was quite surprised to see that the, some of the definitions of it there didn't necessarily <laughs> link up with what I thought, uh, talking about attractive women melting down and that sort of thing being a hot as in a hot mama sort of hot whereas for me hot mess just means you are usually as a woman you are feeling hot and feeling like you're about to melt down and you're in a mess whether it be in a physical mess whether it be in a mental mess whatever it happens to be you know to me I was quite surprised to see that wasn't what some people felt hot mess meant. What about you, Nani? What do you reckon it means? For me, it has to do with mood. If I was to tell someone, oh, I feel like a hot mess right now, it's feeling like unbalanced all over the place, not focused, taking in energy that I can't handle. And it's making me go like more so really high, but not like in a high happy way, like a high overwhelmed way. And if I could relate to one feeling, it's an anxiety feeling. That's what it means to me. And it's usually like trying to balance too many things at once for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's also for some people a bit of um, an unbalanced hormonal situation going on as well. I know that's not necessarily the case for everyone, but 
I think sometimes we kind of think of hot mess as, you know, maybe suffering from a bit of PMS or maybe even that sort of perimenopausal leading into menopausal stage where you're having the hot flashes and, you know, the sweats and all of that sort of thing that can kind of, you know, it can bring up thoughts of that too for me. So we can talk about all of this stuff as we're discussing how to deal with our hot messes. Hey, Nani, how does that sound? And our listeners can take from our conversation what's going to work for them. I think that sounds great. I would say the first thing, I mean, because this is all about human design and and we'll also give some essential oil tips for dealing with this, but I have an open head and an open root. And maybe that's why I identify with anxiety when I think of hot mess. I also have an open emotional solar plexus. So I probably am literally feeling stuff from all over the place that's like coming in to me amplified in a big way and I didn't know that it was coming and just feeling pressure to do things. It's kind of like the perfect storm, isn't it? Having the open head and open root and the open emotional solar plexus, you've got to set up for hot messes. Yes, especially if you don't understand that you have those. I think I'm starting to navigate it a little bit better, but when you don't know that that's happening, And then it's all coming in at once and it's not even yours. So you don't understand why it's happening, especially balancing different roles that we have. Even like within a job that you have, you could be a manager and a worker and you could be a parent and multiple different things at one time. And it just all depends on what comes into your space in the moment. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting on my situation's quite different to your situation, Nani. Of course, I'm able to work from home. I have one child. And I think also the fact that I'm a manifesting generator means that I am kind of designed to be doing lots of things at once. So that probably helps me to handle a lot of situations in a way that you know, I have to be pretty riled up to be in what I would consider a hot mess. I also have a defined route and I think that open route, if you don't understand that you have an open route and you don't understand what's going on for you with that pressure to do, that can be a real challenge to deal with. So I think I'm very fortunate in that number one, that I understand my human design And number two, that I do have some of those things going for me and it can help. Not saying it doesn't stop it from happening occasionally, but I feel like I'm very fortunate in the number of times that I find myself in what I would call an actual hot mess. Something I was just thinking about, well, I know I should be listening to Roz and I am, but I was thinking about it just, you know, I ping thoughts off of what she's talking about. But in my human design chart, and we're not going to go into gates like in depth, but knowing what gates were in my earth helped me so much with something like this, like feeling like a hot mess. Because the gates that are in your earth ground you. And for me, my gates are finishing things and planning and like organizing and being practical about things. And when I do not have that in place, I feel like a hot mess, like literally. So yeah, if you just wanted to look up two gates in your chart, it's the second symbol down. It looks like a circle with a cross in the middle. That's your earth sign. 
just kind of look into what the energies of those gates are and see if there's anything there that might help you feel more grounded if you kind of leaned into the energy there a little bit more. And Roz, I don't know, do you have other tips about things? Well, it's, once again, feeding off what Nani's saying, just in case any of you are wondering whether this is scripted. (laughs) (laughs) Nani mentioned what shows up in your earth being a grounding influence for you. And my conscious earth is the gate 27. And I know, as Nani said, we're not going into the gates, but it's all about nourishment. It's all about making sure that you're healthy. And I really strongly believe from personal experience and from you know my my knowledge and understanding of how this works, that if you are not nourishing yourself, then you can't expect to be able to cope with what's going on in your life. It really is this element of self-care, which is so often a missing link. You know, we talk about going off and having beautiful baths and walking in nature and, of course, grabbing your favourite essential oil, which you know we're going to be talking about in a few moments. But I think really looking after yourself from a nutritional perspective is one of the most important things you can do because if you're feeding yourself properly, if you're getting the right nutrients for your body in the proportions that your body needs, don't forget when you understand your human design, you understand how you make these decisions about what's right for you. If if you're a generator type, you ask your sacral. If you're a projector, you know, you talk about it with other people and you see what comes back to you. If you're a manifester, well, you know, you do what feels right. You do, you do what you want to do that feels right. And if you're a reflector, you wait for the whole 29 days to, to give yourself some kind of plan for what is going to work for you from a nutritional perspective. So making sure that you are eating the right foods is massive. And I also think that we have this incredible resource available to us. I don't want to call it, it's not really a resource. It's what we do to stay alive. One of the things that we can do when we are feeling in that state, forgetting about nutrition, because nutrition is something that you do in the lead up to preventing you from getting into that state. But if you are in that state, using your breath is one of the most amazing ways to come back into your body and to start to feel the way that you are actually supposed to feel. So to give you a a very quick lesson in just how important it is to breathe properly, and most of us don't, particularly when we're in a stressful situation, the only way that we can actually trick our body's system, our, our fight or flight, if you like, system into relaxing, into stopping this fight or flight reflex is to breathe slowly and deeply, is to sort of take deep breaths in and out. Because when you do that, you are signaling to your brain that you're safe. Because you can't be running away from a tiger. You can't be running away from the neighbouring tribe's chief when you are breathing deeply and slowly. And so that is a way that you actually, and it's really the only way that you can trick yourself out of this stressful situation is to take these beautiful, deep, slow breaths and come back into your body. So Roz will go through the exercise with you. I don't know if it'll be now or at the very end of our episode, but taking an essential oil right before you're doing the breathing will 
enhance it even further. And I think Roz has a suggestion of one that she just got that she thinks is amazing. So I'll let her tell you about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just happened to get a new essential oil. I got a few new essential oils last month. And one of them shocked me in its ability to calm anxiety. I really wasn't expecting it. Although I suppose when I think about it, it makes perfect sense. And that is the essential oil turmeric. It's not one that I thought I would like very much, to be honest, because I, you know, I take turmeric tablets and that sort of thing for inflammation and um, for gut health and that sort of thing. And this, by the way, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering, but I do take turmeric powder, but the turmeric oil is completely different and it's very, very calming and very soothing and it smells quite lovely. I was quite surprised at how it smelled. I was expecting it to be quite earthy and that real turmeric cooking smell and it's actually almost got a floral smell to it. So uh, turmeric is a beautiful oil uh, for all sorts of reasons. If you don't have it yet, I would suggest that you have a look at, you know, the benefits of turmeric essential oil and see if it sounds like something that's resonating for you because it's wonderful. And I want to share what is called a hot mess mood blend because I think, I know we've talked a lot about the solar plexus and the emotions in the past. So I think this one can be good for open emotional solar plexus or defined one. And it can be for any way that you're feeling because it's going to cover everything that a hot mess could bring you. And I got this from Live Naturally Tools. It's a place where you can get tools for essential oils, but they have these beautiful labels for the hot mess mood blend. And I also think it was really cool because they made it for a customer appreciation event. They're doing stuff with essential oils and this was something they gave to all the people that were their customers. And so this blend could be fun to give away to someone that you think is having a hard time. <laughs> and if you want to get a, a beautiful label, you, now you know where you can get those. So it's four drops of wild orange, four drops of lavender, four drops of serenity, four drops of balance, and four drops of citrus bliss. Of course, this is for a 10 mil roller bottle, so you top it off with fractionated coconut oil. And I have mixed these together and made this blend for myself and other people, and it smells really good. And I can say, just looking at the oils that are in there, it can cover the gamut because lavender on its own even can do anything you need it to do for you, whether you tell it to or not. It just has so many therapeutic properties. But this blend can help you feel more grounded. It can help you feel elevated. It can help you kind of ride a wave that's a little more predictable rather than up and down, you know, like big spikes up and down. So if you make this blend, and Roz will put the blend in the show notes so you can look back at it later, but you could just have a roller ready and roll it on so that you can help you in the moment. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think it's worth mentioning lavender again, because we talk about a lot of essential oils on the podcast, but lavender is one of those ones that everybody should have. If you have no other essential oil, a bottle of incredibly high quality lavender and make sure it is high quality. That's why we use doTERRA because we know the quality of the oils. A high quality lavender oil you are screaming at the kids, you've got dinner cooking on and you've got deadlines and you've got all of this craziness going on and you are just feeling like an absolute hot mess. Grab the lavender, take 
three deep breaths of lavender oil and all of a sudden you can cope and it really can be that simple. And I think the other one, Nani, and I know you want to talk about this is frankincense. Yeah, I I mean, frankincense has so many therapeutic properties. It can cover anything that you need. If you only had one oil, this is another one that you could just have and use and you don't even have to know what you're using it for. It will help you. I, I think giving you these individual oils is very helpful as well because not everyone wants to make a blend with a blend of blends or just a lot of oils at once. I know in particular projectors that I talk with about essential oils who try them tend to use like one oil at a time, kind of even that's in smaller bites. So pick out any of the oils that we're talking about that are in the blends and you can try those as well. Yeah, the blends are incredibly powerful. It's kind of like the the sum of the parts equals more than, how do you say that? The sum of the parts equals more than the, more than the, Oh, no, sorry about that. Sorry for ma- mashing that one up. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. But as Nani says, sometimes it's impractical to have all of the oils that go in the blends. The other thing to bear in mind is that, you know, even if you find a single oil a little bit too much on its own, you can dilute the single oil. And in fact, that's what we recommend. These oils that we talk about, they're so potent. They are so incredibly potent that diluting them with a carrier oil, fractionated coconut oil or whatever carrier oil you prefer to use, yeah, it, it won't have an effect on their on their ability to do the job that you've assigned them to. It definitely won't. And it will make them last longer. So just know that. Know that, that these oils are incredibly powerful. And while we're, we're talking about single oils, Nani, I would also like to mention, you know, bring out the, the big gun. I'm not talking about frankincense here. I'm talking about rose. Rose oil is another one and it is expensive. There is no question about it. It is expensive. But you can get the rose touch and, you know, have it there. You know, if you really are feeling bad, grab the rose touch. This is what I do. I grab the rose touch and I draw a heart shape on my heart with it. And I'm not even aware of it doing the changes. I don't even feel it. I just know I go from 100 to zero in no time flat. And then I'll think back half an hour later and I think, oh, that's gone. <laughs> it went a long time ago. So I think rose is a, a really powerful oil for these two. So we're giving you lots of suggestions. Hopefully you'll find something in our suggestions that resonates for you to help just to mitigate those horrible feelings that we all more than others we all experience from time to time i was just thinking too maybe we can go through quickly why a hot mess might come about for each of the types because i was thinking about reflectors as we were talking and i would imagine that they could feel like a hot mess just by going into a different environment than they're used to because they're going to be feeling totally different things but also just because their energy changes as the moon cycle changes. So basically like every day there's a different energy coming at them. So there is a very good chance if you're a reflector that you might feel like a hot mess just by who you're around or the energy that you're around. So standing next to somebody who's in a hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think that you could use essential oils and other things, but you can also just remove yourself 
from the space yeah. where you're feeling the energy. And for a projector, especially a projector who's very open, like it only has two or maybe three centers defined, same thing. You're really going to be experiencing the energy of people that you're around. So if you're around somebody who is in a hot mess themselves, there's a very strong chance that you're going to be feeling exactly the same way if you don't have these protection strategies in place. I think you could also possibly as a projector feel some of this feeling of hot mess if you're pushing into something that you weren't invited into. That's Mm -hmm. a possibility. I'm just putting possible answers out there. And I think as well, you likely know what people need to know or what needs to be done, but you're, you're supposed to wait to be invited or asked to share that. So I can imagine that sometimes that feels stressful because you can see, you know, but you can't necessarily do something about it right away and be heard. So Yeah. 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 And, and of course, you know, the, the non-sacral types don't have a huge amount of energy. And so they've had a crazy day with kids screaming at them from all directions. And that can be very difficult to to deal with as well. So really being mindful of the fact that you don't have a lot of energy, having strategies in place to make sure that you are able to cope. And there's always going to be things that come up. We know that. We know that there is. It's life, isn't it? But you know, having a few little resources there that you can grab, like the essential oils that work for you, you know, maybe like some breathing techniques and things can really help to ground you and protect your energy because that's the most precious thing you have. And I think manifestors that might, I mean, some of the stuff Roz was just talking about will, will impact manifestors as well, being a non-sacral energy. But I'm thinking for a manifestor, not informing can cause feelings of hot mess because you're probably making some someone angry around you and then you're going to feel it. <laughs> I guess manifestors are kind of almost, they're probably going to be the most resilient to the hot mess situation because they can kind of just get an idea in their head and go ahead and do it. But there will definitely be times when they're feeling overwhelmed, you know, particularly that energy that Nani was just talking about. Just make sure that you are protecting yourself from overwork. Make sure that you are telling people what you're going to do. The anger thing is something that will come up for you, as Nani was saying, having other people get angry with you, but also you getting angry. And if you feel that, you know, the way that you experience your hot mess is by you getting angry, well, that's just a sign that you're not doing what you're designed to do. That's a sign that you're not informing or you're trying to take action on things that don't actually, that aren't correct for you, that don't feel right to you. So really take a good, hard look at what's going on for you as a, if you are a manifester and you're experiencing your hot mess in the form of anger. I think too, I've heard, I mean, I'm not a manifester myself, but I've heard that you can get angry when your flow is interrupted. You actually went into something that you wanted to do, but you maybe didn't inform people that you were doing it. And then your flow gets interrupted in the middle. So if you know you're doing something that you're going to be in the flow of, try to make boundaries around that so you don't get interrupted. Inform people what you're doing. 
Yeah, and as a manifesting generator who always also experiences yep. that, I can absolutely confirm that what you're saying is right, Nani. We do tend to get in the flow and to the exclusion of everything else. And this is what the manifestor experiences too. And somebody comes and interrupts it and you know, you've got three kids hanging off, you needing three different things and all of a sudden your your day's turned upside down which to some of you might sound like not much at all, but for manifestor or manifesting generator, all of a sudden we go from you know, feeling in the flow and everything's going really nicely to, ah, you know, you're barking at people and you know, everyone's upset with everyone else and it's, yeah, it's hot mess city. So as Nani said, for a manifesting generator, same as for a manifester, informing people of what you are doing is super, super, super important. In the end... And I know we're, we're, we're still talking about generators, but in the end, it's about following your strategy, isn't it? To avoid hot messes. Yes. I always like to. <laughs> um, I'm a generator, of course. So I'd say for me, the biggest thing is knowing that I'm a generator and that I'm slow and steady in what I do and that I'm not a manifesting generator. And if I pile too many things on my plate, especially if they're things I did not say yes to, like, I probably said yes to them, but I, my sacral did not. That, that's when I get overwhelmed. If I'm trying to be more than I, probably more focused than I can actually do. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, there's always going to be things that come up for us as women, as, as people living in 2019 mm-hmm. that are unexpected that need to be dealt with. As I said, you know, I think just making sure that your nutrition is correct for you, you know, maybe doing some work on what that looks like for you because we, you know, we're we all different. We're all individuals. We all have different needs. Going back to that breathing and what I'd like to do now is just run you through a very, very quick version of a breathing exercise that I like to do and that I like to share with people who are dealing with anxiety. This technique that I use, I call 27 breaths, but I've actually refined it down to nine breaths. <laughs> For when you are really in that hot mess situation and you don't have time to stop and take 27 breaths, you've only got time to stop and take nine breaths. So if you are really in a situation where you need to come back to centre, the world is going crazy around you, try and get yourself, try and go and lock yourself in the bedroom or lock yourself in the bathroom or go out side if you can just for a very very short amount of time and this exercise takes nine breaths so what we do is we go through each of the human design energy centers in a particular order and i'm going to say it very quickly i'll put it in the show notes i'm going to say you start off with the head center then you move to the ajna center you move to the throat center then you move to the g center which is right in the center of your sternum there Then slightly down to the left, on the left side of your left boob, if you like, is where your will center lives. And then down to the bottom of your right rib is where the spleen is. And then across to the middle to your belly button, which is where your sacral is. Down to the root center, which is sort of down below the pubic bone. And then up diagonally to the left to your left rib, the bottom of your left rib, which is where your solar plexus lives. What we do is we take one breath in and out on each of those energy centers. So put your awareness on your head, 
breathe in and out and then move your awareness to your ajna, breathe in and out, then down to your throat, breathe in and out and so on until you've gone through each of the nine centers in that order that I mentioned. And like I said, I will write it in the show notes so that you can see exactly how you're meant to do it. But once you've done it a few times, the order comes very naturally. When you do that, you kind of ground yourself. You kind of bring yourself back to center. You bring yourself back to who you are without other people's energy clouding your own energy. And it is very soothing. It is very anxiety reducing and very protective. So I hope that helps. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. It really is. So that was a perfect way to end this episode. And thank you everyone for listening. If you have questions or are interested in learning more about human design or essential oils, you can go to our websites, findyournaturalgroove.com for Roz or Be You with Nani for me. Thank you again for listening and we hope that you tune in again next time. Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.